Next up, on an all-new Rick and Rick. J.J. Abrams enters the Spider-Verse. Tinder launches a choose-your-own um, adventure series. <laughs> Why Google says podcasts are the new webpage. Plus, Coke cans that bring AR stories to life and a whole lot more. And it all starts right here, right now. On the one show that's never a one Rick pony. And everybody rules the world. Hey everybody, welcome to Rick and Rick Rule the World. I'm Rick Matheson and I am joined as always by my BFARF, Rick Wooten. That's best friend also named Rick forever. Captured within an acronym that comes just a little too close to reading as BARF. So I'm not going to, I don't think it's going to take off. <laughs> How the heck are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. It's good. Been a good week so far. All right. Well, it is time to do our thing here, starting with news that director and overall Hollywood whiz kid J.J. Abrams has officially entered the Spider-Verse pinning a new Spider-Man miniseries for Marvel Comics. I know you're excited about this, Rick. Pretty cool, huh? That's really cool. You know, I, I didn't see this one coming. I guess it's been in talks for a long time. Mm -hmm. Didn't know that. But, but the part that I really loved is that J.J. Abrams is actually doing it with his son. That's right. Uh, you know, I, being a dad of two boys, I love that kind of stuff. And so the idea that uh, he and his son are going to kind of co-write this. Uh, and I forget, what who was the person who's going to pen it? A, a uh, really talented woman? Yeah, the artist Sarah Picelli is right, the artist right. for this. Yeah, yeah. And so anyway, so I, I love who they got to be involved in it. Then in, in addition to that, what they've done is, uh, and you're going to love this, Rick, alternate universe. Yep. You know, it's all about the alternate universe. And they've done it in a way that's uh, different different than Marvel. Usually Marvel doesn't really uh, separate things. So there is an impact in a different universe with this universe or what have you. But it sounds like this is its own totally different thing. And so they're going to they're going to do crazy stuff. And I guess this is a it's a little bit dark from what I read. Yeah. So this is, as you said, an alternate timeline and it involves a new villain called Cadaverous, which I think is just an awesome sounding villain name. I didn't see a picture of him, but Cadaverous has killed Peter Parker's wife. Mary Jane. And so the twist here is that the story doesn't actually center on Peter Parker or Spider-Man, but rather on Peter and Mary's teenage son, Ben, who's dealing with emotional issues and thanks to his genes, Spidey powers. And so the story follows how he is dealing with Cadaverous. I'm sure he'll get a team up from uh, his pops at this point. But yeah, that's pretty dark, but it sounds really cool. Could you imagine being able to work with your sons on a Spider-Man oh, comic yeah. book for Marvel Comics? That's pretty dark. Incredible. Just too cool. Now in a little bit more of a bizarre twist. So I saw this in Wired. It's a, a new app called My that scans your text conversations to see if the people you're texting with are using language containing some hidden romantic sparks or if you're strictly in the friend zone, buddy. You know, this, this has been a, a really interesting evolution. I remember, I don't know, it must have been 10 years ago, there was a website that you can go to. You can take a block of text and you can drop it into this this text box you'd hit scan and it would fairly accurately determine whether or not the person who wrote that was a male or female based on you know sentence structure word usage and stuff like that uh then you you fast forward to maybe five six years ago and uh there was a plug-in that would uh connect into linkedin and whoever you're talking to it would uh, look them up in linkedin and kind of determine their personality and then recommend how to talk to them in the email 
like be very direct or, you know, whatever. Yeah, I think we talked about that in season one. <clears throat> I think we did. So to me, this is a no brainer. This just seems like a, an evolution on the idea. And so now you can take you know, the string of text and you can, you know, use AI, use, you know, whatever technology to go in and determine the intent of the messaging that goes back and forth. And I, I bet you this actually works pretty well. I, I, I think it's great. And, you know, frankly, because, you know, uh, guys were pretty, pretty lame about this. We can never really tell right. when a woman likes us. I think we always think they do, or we always think they don't. Right. And when we're just wrong 99.9% .9 of the time, this is actually kind of a cool tool. And wouldn't this be awesome if it was constantly reading your text between you and your significant other and warn you <laughs> yes. when things are going wrong? Yes. <laughs> you up in it? You're in trouble. It's like a, you know, <laughs> green, yellow, red signals. Exactly. The conversation now. There's a new app out. Remember the app where everyone was like aging themselves or making themselves a celebrity with the photo yeah. and, and there was like, oh, don't do that. It's capturing your face. There's a new app out that allows you to create deep fake audios of yourself. And mm. apparently it records you and then it will talk by text. So you type what you want it to say and it's going to say it in your voice. Not totally oh, sure how cool. people would use it. The company behind it ensures that, oh, this is completely safe, but I can see lots of danger. You know, I think we just saw a news article this week, right, that uh, it turned out that contractors for Facebook were listening to, you know, their portal conversations, like other people's random portal conversations again. Right. Um, yeah, you know, I, I, I have a really hard time at this point trusting all these different apps. The, you know, the processing, the processing, the, you know, the translation isn't happening local. This stuff's all going up in the cloud back and forth. Yeah. yeah, and it's being recorded, and I don't know. I, I, I think there needs to be you know, more thought around the security of all this. I, yeah. I, I, I'm just nervous about all that. You and me both. Something else I'm nervous about. So this 23-year-old woman in Fall Creek, Wisconsin, has been hospitalized with liver damage after consuming excessive amounts of pumpkin spice products, leading to lethal <laughs> levels of cinnamon in her body, at least according to what is a rather timely and clearly satirical piece at sandwichesandpsychmeds.com. The piece continues, Brittany Smith, described by friends as a mega basic bee, <laughs> was transported by ambulance to Oakleaf Surgical Hospital after a Starbucks employee saw her collapse while taking a selfie with her order, the coffee chain's new pumpkin cream cold brew. Quote, it happened so fast, the employee told us. Quote, one minute she was smearing foam on her lip and taking duck face selfies, and the next she was face down on the floor. Help, that actually sounds a little less like satire and a little bit more like schadenfreudal wish fulfillment. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounds bad to me. Yeah, you know, uh, we were we were talking about this before, you know, and and so when I read this article, I was kind of going through my head. It's like, well, how much pumpkin and spice would that take? <laughs> I mean, I remember there was pumpkin and spice spam, so she right. could have that for breakfast. I think there was even a Krispy Kreme pumpkin and spice. I'm sure. Um, there was a pumpkin, obviously pumpkin and spice coffee. So then you got to move into lunchtime. You know, I think there was a uh, Meyer pumpkin spice bologna. That's right. That's right. Uh, there's also a uh, pumpkin and spice rum.
rum. So, you know, you can have a little drink with it. Uh, there's a pumpkin and spice deodorant. So, I mean, you know, you, you probably could get enough pumpkin and spice in your life that it could become toxic. So uh, why this was fake, I think it was hilarious. I, I thought it was great. All right. What else is awesome is everything on the other side of the short break we have to take. When we come back, it is time for the good, the bad, and the marketing. Hey, Rick and Rick Nation, don't forget to check out our website at rickandrick.com. It's double the Rick in just one click at rickandrick.com. All right, we are back. This is Rick and Rick Rule the World with Rick Matheson and Rick Wooten. And uh, this isn't satire, Rick. This new streaming series from Tinder. As Variety reports, the popular dating app is set to release a choose-your-own-adventure-style original six-part series that I guess launches next month. Now, the series is set in a world on the brink of apocalypse and asks the question, who would you spend your last night alive with? Viewers will be able to swipe right or left to advance the plot as they see fit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I'm, I'm not sold on this one. This sounds pretty corny. I mean, basically, uh, what was that? What was that website years ago? Hot or not, or something like that. It's yeah. basically, hey, let's take that hot or not thing and let's make it into a TV show. I don't know. So I, I think it's. I think it's a bit corny. But you know what? I I wouldn't have expected Tinder to take off either. So let's, uh, <laughs> let's see what our our fellow humans are into. Well, honestly, I think ABC should do an online spinoff of Bachelor in Paradise called Bachelor in Hell, where viewers get to swipe right or left to decide who stays in reality TV hell or who actually gets to go find a real life. There you go. <laughs> you posted a great story the other day on Twitter. I saw it. I love this. It's a case study on how Coca-Cola is using augmented reality to bring Coke cans to life with these heartwarming 3D animations. Tell us about that. Yeah, you know, I I saw this article right after our last show, and I think uh, I think it was our last show where we talked about how. <laughs> just thought this was genius how uh burger king was was making it so that you could use their app to scan the movie listings within a mcdonald's to get a one cent burger or whatever it was uh and then i immediately saw this one i thought like wow this is like the next level and so except that it's you know about themselves but you know uh coca-cola is using their own coke cans as a ar element right so it, it sees that element and then it uses that to index and then uh, build the the scene around it, uh, and they have you know a bunch of uh, different little icons that dance around, do these different things, uh, and it it seems like there's uh, there's a whole series of these that they're planning to bring out, which was really cool. And so the one that uh, that of course was posted in the article was two young boys uh, dancing around with drums, playing the drums, walking around the coke can. And out comes a soccer ball, they throw down the drums, and then they go start playing soccer. I mean, it's it's really cool. It's really compelling. It's like you know something right to your TV uh, jumps out and, and starts playing on your coffee table. So Yeah. It, it makes the brand's packaging a multimedia storytelling medium that users are going to spend a few minutes with and engage in these stories. I guess each one ends with uh, the kids sharing a Coke. And what's so great is it unfolds in a unique place, right? The table or desk right in front of the user. It's in that way, even personalized. Love to see it really get interactive. I think that would be even cooler. But I, I think this animation was fantastic yeah and it's uh you know you remember the earlier ones of these where they you'd have to put down the you know effectively like right. the ar code on the table they were always really jerky and they're very easy like if you moved it a little bit things would kind of go sideways this is so smooth and clean it's yeah. uh it's really amazing 
Yay, Coke. Meanwhile, in a case of it's about freaking time, Google has announced that it's going to begin indexing spoken words within podcasts, making, as we talked about on the top of the show, making podcasts the new web page. You sent this. It was from impactbnd.com. Google is now pulling podcasts into its search engine results pages. If queries match what's talked about in the podcasts, it's a big step forward. I mean, it used to be that Google was assessing podcast content based on the show's title and the meta description alone. This is a very nice use of this technology to assess the entire podcast for uh, its content. So. Right. So uh, I'm assuming they're using their speech to text uh, technology and they're transcoding on the back end, the podcast, and then, you know, doing keywords based on that, just like they would a web page or a PDF or even a, a video these days. Uh, it's very cool technology and it's kind of neat because it legitimizes the whole podcast genre. And uh, it says, you know, hey, we think that this is a source of really good information and we want more people to have access to that, yeah. uh, which is great because folks like you and I are not going to spend the time to transcode the ramplings of you and I. So, you know, it, this this is just kind of a neat way to, to make sure that people can get to our content. Now, the downside, of course, is we're going to find out how many ums we do within, you know, a podcast or how lame of topics that we discuss because we're going to show up for any search of IHOP. All right, we are going to take our second break here. When we come back, it's time for loaded questions. So see you on the other side. All right, we are back. Rick and Rick rule the world. Rick Matheson with Rick Wooten. Rick Wooten, are you ready for some loaded questions? I'm loaded, ready to go. All right, question number one. In other new tweaks to the Google algorithm, which of the following is most true? Google will A, prioritize news aggregators with the most traffic, B, penalize news aggregators with the most traffic, C, prioritize news aggregators with the most authority, or D, penalize news aggregators with the best kitten videos and lifestyle listicles. <laughs> Which of these is the most true statement? Uh, I'm going to say, I think it was B, because uh, they're, they're really trying to focus on source material. That is correct. Answer yeah. is B. So according to Adweek, one of the latest changes to the Google algorithm is likely to be bad news for aggregators. Pardon the pun. Now the <laughs> algorithm will prioritize news outlets that do original reporting and where their overall reputation for original reporting is strong. So as the pub puts it, it could be disastrous for news aggregators that depend on digital advertising. So I don't know. I think that's kind of good news. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right. Question number two, which of the following consumer cohorts are the most quote-unquote activist shoppers putting their money where their ethics are? A, Gen X, B, Gen Z, C, millennials, or D, boomers? Which of these consumer cohorts are the most activist shoppers? I'm going to go with millennials. You are correct. And it was a bit of a Excellent. trick question here because actually the answer is both A and C. So Gen X and millennials are the most activist shoppers. So according to Retail Dive, millennials between 25 and 35 years old and Gen Xers, especially Gen X women with older children, favor companies that, quote, treat their employees fairly, are honest and trustworthy, have truthful advertising and price products fairly, reduce their energy use, reduce packaging, and provide safe products. That's roughly 34% 
of the U.S. adult online population, or 77 wow. million people, with some significant and growing buying power. So you know, and, and I I think we've talked about this before, but I've seen this when I talk to people where they say, "I will only use Lyft over Uber because I don't believe in you know the politics, internal politics, and the in the in the stance of Uber." And and I sent you an article earlier from the Harvard Business Review that was uh, reinforcing that where nine out of ten people were saying that they'd be willing to earn less to do more meaningful work. So the idea that people you know, have this moral compass and that's driving their decision making, we're seeing that more and more. And I think that's a good thing. I think it's a good thing as well. I'm a little bit surprised that it hasn't hit Gen Z yet. You know, Gen Z is going to be in this mix as well. <laughs> I'm starting to wonder about boomers. Hell. All right. Question number three. Now that pumpkin spice lattes have been available for about a month and Halloween's just about a month away from now, which of the following brands have taken the logical step and have already started running holiday ads? Oh, man. <laughs> you can choose more than one of these. A, Starbucks, B, Amazon, C, Etsy, D, eBay, E, Apple, or F, Rick and Rick rule the world. Which of these is already <laughs> running holiday advertising? Wow. I'm going to say A through D, all of them but us. Yeah, I think that that's probably a very good guess. And I should probably give it to you. But technically, the answer is C and D, Etsy and eBay. Uh -huh. So according to AdAge, eBay's ad messaging and the new advertising actually pokes some fun at Christmas creep. Still, clearly, both brands are trying to generate awareness ahead of the, you know, the big holiday selling crunch. God, it's too early. I saw Halloween stuff in August, way too early. Yeah, you know, and it seems like it gets early and early every year. Yeah. It's like they're... You know, you know, when like little cities pop up and then they grow and they grow and then all of a sudden they kind of touch each other. It seems like that's happening with the holidays. <laughs> the holidays <laughs> keep expanding and expanding until they're touching each other. So right. there's no gap between the holidays anymore. For heaven's sake, we haven't even got through Halloween yet or Thanksgiving. And yet, you know, we're already at Christmas. All right. Thank you very much, Rick Wooten. It was a great job on loaded questions for this week. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in to Rick and Rick Rule the World. Please, please, please be sure to find us on rickandrick.com. And please come on back to the one show where everybody's name is Rick and everybody rules the world. Thanks so much, everyone.